continuing completed classics, fulfilling failed franchises, reinvigorating reviled rehashes. It's the follow-up showdown with Paul Gitz, Travis McMaster, and Lauren Accordi. Hello to all you nice guys and regular sort of people, and welcome to the follow-up showdown 3 AFIII, where this season we give worthy second chapters to top 100 ranked films that don't have them. Generally speaking, we're a podcast that pitches ultimate sequels to movies without them or with disappointing ones, and we are currently making our way through talking about all existing sequels to AFI Top 100 movies, the good and the bad, this one definitely being bad. I am your groovy captain on this ride, Paul Getz, and with me as always are my Billy and Bob, Travis McMaster and Lauren Picorni. Hi. Which one was Bob? (laughs) Jack Nicholson. Ah. Bob Hansen. How dare you? (laughs) I didn't say it was you. (laughs) That could be Travis. No, you could say it. It's me. It's me. (laughs) Uh, Today's subject is 2012, possibly 2011's Easy Rider The Ride Back, 43 years later sequel to number 88 on the original AFI Top 100 Films list, 1969's landmark counterculture road movie, Easy Rider. And our guest today is none other than my guiding light and guru for films so bad you have to see them, Nick Gardner. Thanks for so much for being here, Nick. Uh, it's great to be here again, Paul. Thanks yeah. for having me. I wouldn't have it any other way. We will get into why you are the most <laughs> appropriate guest for this episode a little later on. But first, let's kick things off with two Travis Aww. McMaster minutes. Every time. Yeah. To Travis McMaster minutes. Are you ready, Travis? Yeah. To break down both films. Both films. In two minutes. One minute each. All right. I'll remember anyone's name. I feel like you could do Easy Rider in like 15 seconds. Yeah, most of these minutes are going to be trying to remember and cobble together Easy Rider 2, Easy Riding. (laughs) Close enough. And go. Okay, so Peter Fonda and Jack Nicholson are, I already got a note, mm. Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper are motorcycling from somewhere in Mexico where they bought a bunch of cocaine to Mardi Gras. That's sort of it for Easy Rider. There are, um, it's their journeyman stories across America uh, interstitched with like music and road traveling. Um, and then when they get to Mardi Gras, they do some drugs and it turns into a super experimental, like French new wave film for a second. And then I swear to God, farmers just shoot them with shotguns and they die. Uh, Easy Rider 2 takes place between 20 and 50 years later, um, where Peter Fonda's brother, younger brother, though he looks quite not that in this movie <laughs> is riding back finally from Mexico where he lives also doing selling cocaine or something um, to see his dying father at the request of his sister. And then the family tree gets more complicated. And then we recount almost every war from World War II on to now. And then he uh, spoilers, he just shows up and they reunite mm. and then they drive all the way back off screen. Mm. But like uh, like a solid half hour is uh, just wars being described to Ron Howard's dad. The end. 
Right? Yeah, is yeah. That, I mean, you, boy. The plane's landed. The, the least minutes you ever needed. You had 37 seconds left on the table. <sighs> uh, in terms of what needed filling in, perhaps. I mean, you did mention Jack Nicholson by accident. That character kind of out of the whole thing. Yeah, they pick him up and he dies in the first Easy Rider. Yeah. That's all that happens to him, basically. He's a boozer. Uh, and then the second one, Jeff Fahey uh, plays West Coast, who loved the sister. And so that's another thing. That is another yeah. thing. Yeah. It's implied. It's not like they were gratuitous. Sex <laughs> he wouldn't say it. That's true. That yeah, is he true. Say it. He never did say it. No, we never saw didn't. him say it. He just left in the end. Yeah. No, well, we don't know. It well, was too yeah, far they, away. Well, the second said, motorcycle. He said, I'll be there. And then he never was the there. The father's not yeah. riding the second motorcycle. He can't. No, but he's on. Um, wow, we're getting way ahead. Let's, but let's, he's, we'll he's, get there. he's on Morgan's motorcycle. Yes, I guess we'll get there. I don't know. We're not going to talk about the plot of these movies, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think she might be on West Coasts. They don't say one way or the other. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Didn't work. No. Well, Whatever I mean, they're going for. Narratively, the the second film was so strong. You know, I felt like <laughs> the acquisition was clear. You know, the uh, yeah, you the didn't narrative. need to see yeah. it. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> We get it. Uh, I would know. So, okay. Starting at the top, going back to Easy Rider, 1969. Uh, I would normally ask this far later in the episode, but because of this movie in particular, I'm going to ask right at the top, should this movie be on the top 100 films list? Uh, I can see why it is. Okay. For, is that I mean, straddling the fence enough? I could see why it is for sure. You, mm, I could well, see an argument for why not, but I would like, I would say like from a historic vantage point i could see where it changed things sure yeah. like the jazz singer yeah yeah, yeah. like in context <laughs> yes in actuality no mm -hmm. so okay maybe the rephrase question how's this how's this baby hold up <laughs> how, how are we uh, feeling about this how's movie? It hold up through the lens of modernity it's a little bit of a tough chew sometimes mm -hmm. but as just like as an enjoyer of weird movies i i quite liked it Oh, this is I mean, that's exciting. I hadn't heard your opinion at all about this. Yeah, because I, I know how to play it cool. <laughs> I got a tease of your opinion the other night, Nick. Was it? Was I Im implying something? You were fighting it's, it, but I thought I it thought is, I. It is one of my least favorite movies oh. I've ever seen. <laughs> nice. Um, it's it's meandering nonsense framed mm. by a soundtrack. It basically is a great review. soundtrack. Sure. Yeah, but. 75% of the movie is them riding on motorcycles to a song mm. and it's just interspersed with, I mean, first of all, I, let's just talk about like logical loopholes. They buy what is a moderate amount of cocaine. They and, sell. Well, no, oh, they, they buy it right, first right, from right, the right. weird Mexican right, dude right, who's right. like all about it. And they sell it to Phil Spector, Phil Spector for yeah. apparently enough money to live off the rest of their lives, but fits in the five gallon gas tank of a motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, 1969, maybe that was possible. Even if they're hundreds, though. I mean, what is it, 10 grand, maybe? With that amount of cocaine? It's yeah. not that much. <laughs> okay, okay. That's so, all right. All right. Yeah. But either way, yeah. that's their big plan. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, like, what? The rest of the movie, we we stop every once in a while to, like, visit a hippie commune. Right. Um, we have these irritating, the again. Yeah. Irrita irritating editing decisions which i feel like just, <laughs> oh the flash ahead yeah yeah, yeah which yeah, i remember yeah. like in a film like, in film yeah. school like my teacher was like groundbreaking sure. and i was like what is groundbreaking about it though is that is there some sort of like metaphorical aspect to it or is it just the 
editor was stoned out of his mind and was like, this would be fucking cool. Mm. Because I think that's what it is. This is what I mean whenever I say it was easier to be successful, like, of course, 40 to 60. Let's just say 40 and earlier years ago, like just because you did something weird and different, it was groundbreaking and you were set for life. I mean, I think it's to some extent still that way. It's maybe harder to get there, but anybody that does anything the first time no, is going to get to a right. They might not be noticed. Someone could steal it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, but these were, I would assume, already established movie stars, right? No, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, Fonda for sure was Hollywood royalty at least. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I mean, Dennis Hopper is pretty well known at the time. Right. But they both produced it, wrote it, right? right. I mean, and directed it, yeah, 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 and started right. So. <laughs> Which it's funny to. I'll still give it to them over the second, which we'll get into the specifics of later. But uh, because they are charismatic, I certainly didn't are have a problem though? watching them. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Peter I was Fonda, in, Captain oh, America. I was like, in love with that. Very guy. unappealing. Dennis Hopper's mustache carries the beginning of that movie, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean, I did like how like chill Peter Fonda was in the first half of the movie. Just like, hey, man, relax. yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He really did end That's up fair. selling me on because when I first started watching, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it. I was raised by this generation. I get. I've seen the shtick." <laughs> and then, like, by the time Fonda was going, like, "Hey, man, we're eating their food," I was like, "I get it. I'm sure. on board." And then the movie did. Uh, then it took a weird Other turn. <laughs> well, you're right. the movie re- wrestled with my opinion the entire mm-hmm. way. It was so determined to charm me and then make me hate it. Mm-hmm. I. It, in terms of it being an old movie watched by younger generations, perhaps my girlfriend Kim, who didn't make it all the way through, and I wasn't surprised. It's it's a hard sell, you know. Even to, like people say, "Oh, this is slow," and you go, like, oh, "Yeah, you can appreciate that." Blah blah. This, but the, the pacing of this movie in particular is sequence song on motorcycles, yeah. sequence song on motorcycles, sequence song on motorcycles, all the way to the end. That is just what the movie is, which I didn't mind, but I got tired of it. That's kind of just a boring way to make a film. Mm, yeah. You know what you, I mean? C- kind of nice to look at. For, a beautiful yeah. way. Laszlo Kovacs, amazing photographer, like cinematographer. That's who shot it, I believe, mm. if I looked it up. But yeah. the movie is beautiful. Like, there's, I get why it's on top 500, top 100 list mm. because people that make those lists are a bunch of fucking boomers, first of mm. all. <laughs> and second yeah. of all, it's like, it's a beautiful film and it did like speak to a counterculture that existed at the time. But sure. the, the, yeah. the narrative of the film is just complete nonsense. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's what when the movie started and it did like a couple of the scenes and the montages and stuff. Then I I thought like, oh, I get the game. So we're just going to watch kind of like a little Americana whatever movie. I can get into that. Mm-hmm. And then it would then. take a turn. <laughs> and they were like, here's Jack Nicholson. Some plot stuff's happening. And I'm like, oh, OK. And they're yeah. like, here's some children who want a, attention from these guys or something. And here's some evil farmers. And I'm like, oh, OK, so we're doing this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Mardi Gras and everything was really bizarre and experimental right after the brutal murder of jack nicholson immediately. <laughs> which no... happened in pitch black yeah 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 i actually yeah. when that happened because they did that uh that editing wobba wobba thing right right i we were like oh no it was a dream sequence <laughs> right yeah oh yeah. no jack nicholson is dead yeah, yeah. And, and like peter fonda is he has a cut on his cheek he's okay yeah they didn't rough him up too well bad. also the how the farmers run away i think because Dennis Hopper gets up with a knife and goes, ah! really I mean, he doesn't even confusing. stand. He's yeah. sitting. Just like waving it around. Yeah. 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 I thought his legs were hurt. That's why I thought it was him waking up from the dream. It's, well, and it seems like they have run off somehow in that same moment. 
like it was weird. It was, I think the implied thing is he scared them off. It's a drive-by batting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does feel like a movie where they were just, we'll just go out and film hundreds of hours. hundred percent. And then do oh, yeah. a bunch of cocaine and just yeah. make an edit. Yeah. Well, uh, as far as the cookie, oh, okay, we I can get into the how it was made. Writers on this movie, Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and Terry Southern, the, the? legit, <laughs> yes, who wrote Dr. Strangelove. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Barbarella, Casino Royale, and was right around SNL. So at the time, hot, hot ticket, big name. Uh, so, but... For the most part, the movie did not, there was not a full script. They made it up as they went along. They, really? Yeah, they picked up hippies at communes across the country to uh, be crew for the movie. It, uh, yeah, and ironically, it was later nominated for Best Original Screenplay. But the interesting thing about the writing, specifically, specifically writing credits, uh, goes a lot deeper because Dennis Copper claimed until his death, R.I.P., Terry Southern never wrote one fucking word of Easy Rider. <laughs> uh, only the title came from him. Uh, I Peter believe F that. Well, Peter Fonda's take is Terry Southern gave us the dark humor and a literary panache that Dennis and I did not have. Uh, having him as a writer on the script, uh, like basically it got them hype. Terry Southern wrote on this. What is this movie? Terry Southern says he wrote every word of it. Hmm. Uh, uh, and that after the film was finished, cut and screened a few times and Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper liked it, they then asked to be added as writers. So, hmm. uh, some turmoil in, in I, that situation. I just gotta like wonder why any of them were fighting for writing credit on a movie that kind of doesn't have a plot. <laughs> I mean, it was a huge hit, you know, yeah, and sort of started a new wave of cinema, you know, so maybe... They made it in a drug-addled blur, and then it was a hit, and then they wanted credit. Sure. You know what is, I mean? Like, is there any trivia about the ending of the movie? Writing trivia or stories? Well, it originally Clarifications. Had, <laughs> clarifications. Yeah. It originally had a different ending in which they, Billy and Wyatt, uh, used the money from their deal to buy a boat in Key West and sail into the sunset. So that was what they had decided on uh, until they were in the middle of filming and, and ran out of money. Out of no, money. they went on to the. They thought the darker ending was a better, a bigger statement. But it feels so cobbled. I mean, it's definitely. I feel like implied. You know, like they're definitely trying to sell the point that uh, what middle middle America is fighting the revolution that is the next generation, and they hate them. Well, I understand, but yeah. why then make it seem like it was an accident? make it seem like the people in the truck were going back to help and then inexplicably have them shoot Peter Fonda. Well, I don't think they were ever going back to help. He I, said they, they were should go back. To kill right. the witness. But why did he say what happened when the gun went off? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was, was that. Was that the he driver? Like, you no, know, because he was like, I'm going to scare him. And then he shoots what is apparently a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper. And when, when yeah. it seems like an ADR'd line. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Goes, no, happened? yeah. It seemed like it was supposed yeah. to be, yeah, because he said he was going to scare him. But then the second time when they said we should go back, I assume it's to go back and kill the witness, not to go back and help Dennis right. Hopper. That's how I read that. Because yeah, I, so I made that assumption too. I, but I knew Which the why. I yeah. knew the ending right. was coming up, and I thought like, oh, is he going to see that they're going back to help, and he's just going to keep easy riding off right, into the right. sunset? And then they just shot him, right. and then and the then movie motorcycle explodes. Yeah. And then credits. Pieces. Literally, and they shoot like, him credits. Oh, I've yeah. never been so wrong before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was never in the cards. Yeah. And well, I mean, clearly, I mean, I don't know how much planning went into it, but some because that 
shot of the bikes falling apart into the field is like a, a, a cool looking shot and clearly yeah. intentional for whatever it is they so were they hired a for. hippie as a pyrotechnic and yeah. they put like five extra pounds of c4 in a motorcycle or something like that oh this is just a guess this isn't yeah that's a guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm just like uh, I, i've never seen a shotgun do that much damage to anything <laughs> before but it was remarkable yeah 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 it's crazy Oh, yeah. How, yeah, that's true. I guess I just took. No, yeah, you're right. I didn't think too much about it. I should have because he was blasted clean off and then that thing exploded. Yeah, like the bike blew into like 100 pieces. Close. I mean, but... yeah, the buckshot, maybe. Blew I, that up was honestly like, I mean, third or fourth on lists of questions <laughs> I had. About... Okay, that's fair. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, OK, well, uh, uh, Dennis Hopper directed this movie. Uh, he apparently was a mess during uh you know gave a good performance i mean for what that character was he had a character that word is i mean he was definitely energetic in front of the camera he was well and you could at least read that wyatt was chill and he was a hothead you know that wyatt had to well that sounds like Wyatt, like fonda was doing a good performance of a chill guy and dennis hopper was just in front of the camera being dennis hopper well, fine, but I, I people I'm not maybe he didn't doesn't know give, him as well. He does yeah. good performance. See, he's a good yeah. actor. Yeah. But in this movie, I'm like, but this is just yeah. You just did a bunch of drugs out on the road, um, and made a movie about it, and that's fine. Good for you. Excellent. Sure. But I'm not going to pat you on the back as like having done it yeah. the bestest. I mean, in terms of uh, the amount of character anybody had, you pretty much got Jack as Bob Hansen like a full character in the middle of the movie with with George Hansen. It's Bob Hansen. Bob Hansen. Yeah. I think it was George. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Energetic young buck. Jack Nicholson. It is George Hansen. Okay. It is George Hansen. It's the moment you realize like, (laughs) yeah. Well, all I remember about the movie before I saw it was Jack Nicholson, like Peter Fonda in the football helmet secondary to it. And then you watch, he's in it for like what? 15 minutes probably. But he's got speech after yeah, no, speech after it. speech. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Well, and that's that's why I don't believe Dennis Hopper's account so much as the perhaps not drug addled writer's account, because right. Jack Nicholson seems to have lines. He's not making all that up. He's not improvising True. that stuff. Um, but during that scene, well, jumping ahead here uh, to a note, but uh, his first, it was real weed, real weed throughout the movie, not real Coke because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> Uh, but real meat, especially that much coke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to retire. <laughs> yeah, uh, not real LSD either. But real weed and Jack Nicholson's first time smoking weed hmm. on that campfire scene. So that's oh. what led to the laugh, the sort of burst out laugh he gives in the middle of that speech. But apparently they were impressed because they figured they could get him a little more loosey goosey, and he was just still word perfect. Wow. What say the first time you smoke, it doesn't affect you yeah. as much. Mm. So mm-hmm. you don't know yeah, how to do fair. it. Well, that's kind of his journey too, George, mm. not Bob. George, <laughs> uh, Bob. But he, this was also like his breakout role. Mm. He was uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for it, and um, it got him the lead in Five Easy Pieces, mm. which is like his first major lead. So, but he didn't win the. He did not win. Who he lose to? I don't know. But this didn't win what? any Oscars. The, the 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 big win on this was Dennis Hopper, who apparently in um, gearing up to make this movie. Uh, its biggest cheerleader the whole way said he was going to win can uh, he did not win can but he did win best first work which i've never heard of as a Aww. category but at can <laughs> rookie, rookie of the year basically yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah. best newcomer yeah but 
during the film. He had a lot of paranoia, uh, went on tirades, yelled at the crew all the time. Peter Fonda kept trying to get him fired and couldn't. He asked the cinematographer, the cameraman, Barry Feinstein, to hand over all the footage he'd shot so he could keep it safe in his room. Fernstein, sorry, hurled the film cans at him in response. This uh, led to a motel brawl uh, in which they blasted each other through Peter Fonda's door, supposedly catching sight of Peter Fonda in bed with both of the girls from the LSD sequence. One of them denies it. One of them says it was true. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, Fernstein then threw a TV at Hopper. Sounds like Fernstein was really violent in this case. But in Sounds any like case, Fernstein he, he, was really strong. Yeah. <laughs> TVs were not light back then. Yeah. 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 Cameraman, though, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Cameras were not light back then. But yeah, he, uh, Dennis Hopper was a, was, a, was a big hothead. And apparently his initial cut of the movie was four and a half hours. Good Lord. Um, and they had to send him out of town. Eight more songs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like what you said Peter Fonda was trying to get him fired though. Mm-hmm. Like by who? Well, the money and to men, what end? Yeah, and like his character too or just as the director? Like replaced or I just mean it beaten? was it was something they conceived of together and then I guess once they got to set and Dennis Hopper was just making it difficult day to day, then Peter Fonda was uh, going to the money men who were Bob Rafelson and Bert Schneider, the creators of the monkeys. Oh. Uh, oh, who were suggested as the financers by Jack Nicholson, which is why the trip. Sure, yes, sure, exactly, and 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 their names will come back very soon once we get into Easy Rider too. Okay, uh, it's interesting stuff. But uh, in any case, apparently because of arguments involving money, uh, the cut that Terry Southern should get, basically the same writing credits thing dennis hopper uh had a grudge against peter fonda until the day he died and peter fonda wasn't allowed to his funeral Uh, yeah so this beloved movie of (laughs) these two best friends is really um but a minute of a history of anger well that doesn't surprise me though because like i feel like the the hippie facade on the movie is is the thing that like viewing it through a modern lens like kind of makes it a little yucky you know, because they like the close up of Jack Nicholson. He's looking right into the camera and he says, this country used to be great. And I'm like, that sounds fucking familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that generation grew up to be, you know, nasty, nasty boomers who voted for Trump and yell at people. And if you're listening to this and you're a boomer and you think I'm talking about you, I'm not. Hmm. Maybe. If, you're, if you're feeling defensive, well, I probably am. But if you're <laughs> nodding along with me, if you're like, yeah, because like Ben and Jerry, I'm not talking about them. Oh, yeah. Elvira's still cool. Like sure. there's a way to age gracefully. We're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously Hopper didn't. Yeah, boy. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, so that's why a lot of the Easy Rider 2 stuff was not surprising. Yeah, sure. I was like, yeah, this, uh, this uh, lends credence to the rest of it. For I sure. mean, a, a lot of it was very surprising. Hopper-wise, last thing I have basically here is that the film's success and, you know, essentially the new era of Hollywood that it ushered in got Hopper the chance to direct again with complete artistic control. The result was 1971's The Last Movie, which was a box office failure and critical failure and effectively ended Hopper's career as director for like a decade. He Hmm. went on to do about um, four other movies, but uh, when I looked through his IMDb, there there was a few that I recognized from blockbuster as just video things <laughs> there's one it's like navy it's like two guys in the navy and then a beautiful woman in like a sailor's hat and like a tan dress and she's in handcuffs standing in front of him anybody sure. remember yeah, this? yeah 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 vhs 
I do. Chasers. Apparently directed by Dennis Hopper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then my actor's notes, definitely worth bringing up. The guy in line for George Hansen, I still have it written down as Bob. Uh, okay. Before Jack Nicholson was Rip Torn. Hmm. Apparently Rip Torn had a dinner with Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper about the part. Uh, and which point, and once again, we got different accounts here. Uh, Hopper went on the late show to tell the story that Rip Torn pulled a knife oh. on Dennis Hopper, and that's what lost him the part. Rip Torn says Dennis Hopper pulled the knife and that it was a butter knife, uh, <laughs> and then sued Dennis Hopper for defamation and won a million dollars later on. Aren't there multiple accounts of Rip Torn pulling knives on people? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's, this, <laughs> this is an instance where it's very difficult with, to decide. With a name like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his middle name's Stab. Right? <laughs> Rip Stab Torn. But yeah, nice little nugget sure, attached sure. to this movie. Another instance of Hopper's temper is Peter Fonda had intended for Crosby, Still, Nash & Young to write the entire original soundtrack. All four um, hours. Yeah. <laughs> To which Dennis Hopper said to them, apparently, look, you guys are really good musicians, but honestly, anybody who rides in a limo can't comprehend my movie. So I'm going to have to say no to this. And if you guys try to get back into the studio, I might have to cause you some bodily harm. Wow. All right. My opinions on this movie are becoming more and more solidified. <laughs> uh, it was you it's know, a good call, though. I mean, can you imagine the entire movie being done by then? Yeah, this was the only tolerable than- thing about it is the music. Yeah. And I the was, acid flashback, I guess, which inspired many uh, and Jack Nicholson. terrible uh, student films. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I think that was one of the hardest parts about watching this movie is it came out so long ago that like every, you know, derivative of it, we've seen we've seen it done and perfected so many times. You know, we all went to film school and we're in film school and saw and made these movies. And, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to watch. It feels like watching a movie in slow motion a little bit. Mm. Just like, OK, we had it. Okay, mm-hmm. hurry up. What I'll give the acid scene is I think that those girls in particular are giving 120%. <laughs> I think that, I mean? that you a, get a lot of characters. I love that whole sequence. Yeah, I was I like so it. excited I, when it showed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually liked it. Like, it's, it's one of the few, like, stylistic um, executions that is well done in the yeah. film, I think. Hmm. Especially for it being like, a first time like acid dream thing, you know, it kind of invented that genre to some degree, you know, it's sure just released the movie is that short segment, the short film, honestly. I mean, it worked out really well for them the way they did it, (laughs) you know, this, this, this time. Uh, (laughs) hmm. I, cause I normally like, you know, a, like a nice little weird movie that mm-hmm. does something. But this one I went back and forth so much. I think it has so too much, much conservative, conservative stink on it to like it. But then also that's... This is interesting. I I, I mean, I'm pretty dense and politically and and, uh, and in many other ways. But I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't no, pick up on that no. so much. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I definitely f- was reaching for a point to their lifestyle and what it was that they had figured out that was so great outside of just like, I just want to do my thing, man. Why can't you understand that? I really think they felt like they were the last of what was, you know, the last cowboys, you know, riding from ranch to ranch. And also the first of what was coming, like the uh, uncoming free love hippie movement. Right. You know, they were kind of accepted by both. They're coming from L.A. Right. Where they had, you know, found their home. Yeah. 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 So they're kind of accepted by both, but not fully. They're persecuted by everything. But what it all adds up to, again, looking back, is like, oh, you're just better than everyone, huh? 
Hmm. You're the cool last of the cool new cowboys. Well, but, but they're not doing anything to anybody. Like that's I mean, I guess they're selling drugs. Well, but outside but, of that, they're not like hurting anybody. No. They're not trying to get in the way of anything. No, and that's why I said yeah. again, like it's easy to lump all, that whole generation together and everyone with that mindset into it. And I don't mean that mm-hmm. because like Ben and Jerry's, that was not a joke. They put their money <laughs> right. where their mouth is, right? Yeah. They're like they're still doing it and they're great. Yeah. Also well known listeners of this podcast, we would make sure we call that yeah, out. Ben. JJ (laughs) it's just the fact that two I suppose young um, (laughs) oh yeah we do have to address this yeah yeah two young men (laughs) chose to write direct and star in a movie and the point of that movie they were making is how persecuted they are as white young men hmm yeah and I just could not get around that Took us a long time to look outside of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Some would argue uh, ongoing. Hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> ongoing. Yes. Oh, okay. So the age issue. Lauren, before we uh, watched this movie, asked how old I thought Peter and Fauna and Dennis Hopper were, were, or were supposed to be in were. the movie. Were. The I said mid to late 20s, <laughs> uh, which they're, he's 29, Dennis Hopper's 24. In the uh, movie? It, the, as actors in the movie. Yeah, and I was assuming his characters. Either way, Peter Fonda looks yeah. a solid 50. That's you what know, she said. I don't agree and with yet, that. He was 29. He doesn't look... I'm trying movie. to think of like... He's in... Um, seen the Limey at some point, I feel like. Do you remember the Limey, oh. Steven Soderbergh movie? No. I remember the name, the Limey, yeah. from the 2000s. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Peter Fonda's in it. Wow, he looks... Here, older, he looks a lot like the guy from, uh, have you seen Easy Rider 2? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I honest to God thought they were in their 50s, which I admit doesn't add up considering how long I know their career has been. I think Dennis Hopper looked like no, he, a lot of people right, in their mid-20s, late-20s, yeah. like just he that. Had, yeah, yeah, a lot of hair covered yeah. up, so, you know, but yeah. Peter Fonda. I mean, what was it about him? Uh, you know, he he has uh, an interesting skull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hairline is odd. Long head, yeah. yeah. The but, hair uh, color looked grayish The hair color looked sunlight. grayish. He, his yeah. skin looked very damaged, which, yeah. I mean, as oh, Chaz pointed out, we just didn't have SPF that strong. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be out on motorcycles all day? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and also people, like, I, because of how fashion is... Around then, basically like 70s and before, because of that the way the fashion was, they appeared a lot older. The clothes, they, the clothes they wore, the hairstyles they had, they looked older than they actually were just because that was what was in style. Well, or is, is that because you're used to seeing people who dress that way as older when you were a kid? I don't think so. No? Because hmm. like, if, you know, you've commented on like you see people in pictures and you're like, oh, they were like 25 well, here. They not because of their older. fashion, just because like. You know, they would smoke all the time. Yeah, and think about the massive amounts of sodium they consume. Yeah, I suppose. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like... It's probably a number of things, but like... I feel like fashion does have something to do with it. Lead gasoline. Lead and everything. Yeah. All right, well, I think... Well, before we move on, if we're talking fashion... Yeah. Surely this movie gets gets the W for fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I thought everyone looked cool as hell. Motorcycles looked great. Yeah. Yeah. The outfits. Like, I, like looking at Fonda, I was like, I get it. If I was 15 in 1969, this guy, this would blow my mind. The glasses, the jacket. Yeah, I felt yeah. hard. Like, I attitude. wish my dad yeah. was that cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got Hopper again. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. This does remind me of the scene in the diner when the 
farmers hate them and all of the young girls oh, love them. All yeah, like the very underage. The children? Yes. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. the actual all children? The, 16, yeah, yeah. the yeah. only reason that they did not party with those children was because they were being watched through the window right by the see. killers the people that will kill would they kill were right them to run but it, it is like it was yeah. it was a an odd because i literally was like oh thank god there were bigots yeah yeah to otherwise stop to stop them from the children the young children hmm. yeah more of that hippie stuff <laughs> i mean that's what it's all about right or like that's kind of what they're elevating in i mean their, yeah the persecution complex is a little extreme the, like oh for sure no no hotel for you no food for you yeah. and yeah. you know always shot potentially going to be shot from a but uh, again like, they're still part of that hippie lifestyle because they got to stay at that commune sure that they had turned people away from. and the hippies yeah the hippier hippies who just wanted to like perform a play for food were chased away <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're like the coolest of the hippies and the chillest of the cowboys, but the farmers don't like them. For some reason. That play was well, because, dog shit, though. Like, well, to yeah. Be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I yeah. felt like weirdly conservative watching the movie, because as I'm watching that scene, I was like, yeah, get these guys get out of here. You get showed these. up and announced you, you, we have to watch a play yeah. that I know yeah. you didn't rehearse. For, the, for their <laughs> dinner, you know, they were trying to give trying something and give to something. get something to survive. We have been f- planting seeds all day. Well, you want to give something, show up an hour ago with a seed sack. Some poorly. of the planters mixed in with the actors i thought they were all i didn't I, think that they were separate i thought that there was like understood dynamics like the the the, <laughs> troop. Got the actual workers <laughs> they had yeah, roles no, but like in the, society but like the troop yeah. is like their their contribution is they entertain right but nobody they didn't get fed so. i guess they yeah, still guess should not. have to help with everything you know it should be even division but or did they get fed? That was confusing they got to me. Kicked out. There was like no, but him. but but then the next thing she you see cooking. is thirty people in a in a shot because they they do that big yeah. roundabout right. shot and I, they're there. Oh, they are, and then they all eat. I think that she was yeah. just telling them to get out while she finished dinner. Or, okay, yeah. maybe. <sighs> I mean, Wait, that makes sense. Reason. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, uh, we did talk about wanting to eat on theme we ended up eating popeyes because the new orleans uh, <laughs> yeah. sequence but will you eat that on microphone now if you need me to yeah go for it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just to prove it yeah you'll hear the spice i kept an eye on the food that they ate in the movie and it was unrecognizable as food to me both in the commune scene where it looked like he was eating oh, a yeah. burnt <laughs> half of a sweet potato yeah, yeah. i thought it was uh, bread Maybe it, I bread would be easier. It was to like cartoon food, but I don't yeah. think like they had shape. bread though. They were like they had nothing almost. They just had like the few vegetables they grew. So it could have been half a the sweet potato. The only food yeah. I heard her mention was rice, yeah. and I don't think there was any rice on his plate. No, I, I mean hard to see. The food, but then when they have the we're dining in style sequence later in the movie, because they have I think Randomly. what is supposed to be George Hansen's money from when he died. Oh, is that? The I think that's what they're using. I think you don't want what they're eating is equally unrecognizable. It's like chicken covered in yellow. Yeah. I I mean, mushroom or maybe chicken. I don't know. It was a shapeless blob, but it was supposed to be like rich food. I don't remember the chicken. It It happens right right after after he dies. I thought when I first saw it, I thought they had flashed forward like months. Right. And then like I, after a minute, I was like, oh, this is right after Mm because they seem so unconcerned. I don't remember. I must've been still kind of rocking, like trying to piece together what I'd just seen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So clearly this movie didn't exactly go down smooth uh, for the group here. Now let's talk about its sequel, Easy Rider 2, The Ride Back, whereas Easy Rider's Rotten Tomato score is 84%. The Ride Back has generous. a 23, also generous. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right. Yeah. Oh, it's generous. Boy, oh boy, are, does the story behind this movie, it's going to be hard to beat. I think this is going to be the most fun story we get this season about how this movie got made. <laughs> oh, interesting. But starting out, the reason we've got Nick here for this baby is uh, Nick... Well, you might recognize him from the Room episode that we did. You were oh. the one to introduce me to that movie. You are... Um... A Fonda. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> you don't recognize Nick Jane Fonda Gardner? <laughs> but you... Uh, what's what's the word? Uh, not a taste maker because you're not making this stuff, but you're an aficionado. Sure. Connoisseur um, of bad cinema. Yes. Sure. And specifically, the links to the room and this, as pointed out, not by Lauren, not only because of its vibe, but also because of the crazy story behind it are uh, undeniable. So writer, producer, actor's notes. We got our boy, Morgan uh, Williams, the lead lead question mark. Also, he's always been told his whole life he looks like Peter Fonda. <laughs> sure. Of course. <laughs> this is where our story begins. <laughs> his bio notes that his exploits as a lawyer, he is a lawyer by trade, Hollywood lawyer, were chronicled in two books, Laughing on the Outside, Crying on the Inside, the biography of Judy Karn, as well as Diary of a Life Interrupted relating to the life of Nicole Brown Simpson. In both of these books, he is uh, basically mentioned a few times as Karn's attorney, Phil Pitzer, told the press this. He was a lawyer uh, in these trials. So. That explains the acting. Yes. According to Easy Ride of the Ride Back's official website, also made by Pitzer. uh, He's got the time. Uh, Over the last six years, Philip Pitzer has become involved in motion picture development, focusing exclusively on the Easy Rider franchise. He has co-authored two scripts, Easy Rider the Ride Back and Easy Rider The Search Continues, which was intended to be the third chapter in this trilogy. Were they going to were they going to get to like Easy Rider goes bananas? (laughs) (laughs) Goes to the beach. I guess it depended on Easy Riders, Riders on Patrol. Well, he, He went to the beach. Though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pivotal the scene. Yeah. We gotta take better care of our planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America. Uh, so how he became the man behind Easy Rider is he became aware that the sequel remake rights to Easy Rider were up for grabs and then sued Easy Rider producers and monkey creators Bob Rafelson and Bert Schneider to stop them from claiming they still own the rights. And he won. And then he's quoted as saying, the last thing the Hollywood establishment wants is for someone like me to do well in their backyard. (laughs) The movie may not be appreciated immediately, but in my opinion, we nailed it. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I didn't realize he was also a hero off screen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for that to be the case, I guess I was expecting more of him in the movie. Yeah, Yeah, very much so. Uh, In the first few scenes... I thought it was going in a direction that I was really going to love, yeah. which is going to be him playing this <laughs> character that's supposed to be just endearing and, you know, as guess, cool, as yeah. cool as Peter Fonda is. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of 
not hitting the mark, but trying real hard. I mean, what percentage would you say is flashback? Ultimately, it's hard to oh, say. Wow. It's almost ninety percent of the movie. Yeah. No, like how like, much of it actually takes place in present day? Like seventy-five percent flashback. Yeah, that's. I'd yeah. say that's right. because all this yeah. present day. They even flashed back a year. A year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one-time subtitle. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about that scene, actually. <laughs> yeah. You have trivia for that scene? No, not a trivia. I he, I have an unsung hero from that scene. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it really hit me shit. that one year earlier. I mean, the conservative streak is definitely continued in this movie with its uh, pro-war... You're a fucking coward if you don't want to go to war. But also... Name-dropping 9-11 for no damn reason. Yeah. It did open with, like, he calls the sky as clear, blue, and cloudless as on 9-11. There is, is not really a follow-up to that sentence. Which no. really just well, right, feels yeah, like we, someone runs by and slaps you and you before... They were, like, gone before you even realized It's like the first slapped. line in the movie. <laughs> well, nothing happened on that day. He's whoa, talking whoa, about, whoa. No, not 9-11. Oh. I'm talking... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's talking about the day that his I've, brother died. It's one of those people. <laughs> oh, that he was comparing the day his brother died to right 9/11. to nine eleven. Like it's no, I doubt he found out his brother died that day. Not he on was 9/11. in Mexico. Hmm? Not on nine eleven. I know. Okay. Wait, what? I I'm just I, I'm con- I thought you were. Confused. Oh no. <laughs> well, I am confused about what day he's talking about. Where the sky is as blue as it was on nine eleven. That was the right. day why he died. Mean, yeah. Did he mean the okay. current day he was writing down? The street and talking. He wasn't to there. Us? He doesn't. There's yeah. no way he He's knows. He's watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he well. does explain the plot of the movie to oh, yeah. his sister. That's true. Yes. He, he was like, "You were too young happened. to remember 1969's Easy Rider." <laughs> As they pass back and forth, a bottle of tequila, though they are at a restaurant that they said to hold the table at, right? So and they never go, went back. They went. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess we don't. It's really know the if only time back. in the movie that that they could leave be in the search thread. continues. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's supposed to convey that they're like chill. Yeah, but like friends of the people, you know. Right, but again, yeah. I've seen how those yeah. people talk to the people at the restaurant, and I'm standing there going like, "They're not your friends. <laughs> they hate you. You just have money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't see that. Right. Oh, he oh. has money from his um, cross business. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough for what? Mon- I, we don't know. We never find out. But that's what he says when his sister's like, how much money is in you? And he's like, not enough. I, oh, I right. thought that was weed. No, he, that was money. He, he is selling He also sells still. weed. Yeah. But only, only, only pot. Only, only so ever only pot. Only touches. Yeah. Oh, not enough. Not, not, not enough money that he doesn't have, but not enough money he got from the guy. So right. Oh, not enough for whatever. But he also has the booming business. Yeah, I don't the, really understand. The, the crosses business. The target. Because like Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper didn't have money because uh-huh. they were like hippies and they just had the money in the gas tank. He's like a business and a homeowner. Sure. Embracing capitalism. Who's like slumming yeah. it. and yeah. then, But then also going like. And sleeping ah, in the desert. Not enough. Occasionally just yeah. for shits and giggles. Right. Which yeah. they call out. In a vague, weird, confusing way. They talk so much during the movie that I'm sure that they have felt they covered their bases. Any problem anybody could have, it's like, well, we explain it. We say it real quick in that one part. That's like the whole movie. Them yeah, saying it felt, it felt like quick. I was getting like fast changed by a, just a con man way smarter <laughs> than me. Like, no, you hold this flashback and then we're going to go to a different war. This yeah. is a different war, but that we're not going to see this brother. Actually, give me all these pieces back. Here's Ron Howard's dad. And I'm like, uh-huh, I see. And then I owe you 10, right? I'll give this, I mean, I guess, would you say Rance Howard and Jeff Fahey are about equal celebrity? 
No, I honestly don't even know who Rance Howard is, but I know he's that Jay, old guy. No, I know yeah. who, I know he's Ron Howard's dad, but I've never like seen him in anything that I was like, oh yeah, he was in that. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, yeah. they besides Lost, I remember from that, you know. Oh, um, I, I guess I thought he was like a cult figure, Jeff Fahey, because he's I mean, on I Norman man too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess is that it. Did I miss nothing in between? I guess I just assumed he was doing that kind of thing. Because he comes on Lost so ready to go. So, like, star power. I assumed he was working all the time. Hey, nobody knows. I didn't work. do the research. Well, he he, <laughs> he brought what he could to this, I guess. Sure. No, he, yeah. he, he gave it his all. Yeah. And so did Rance Howard, but I thought he was given far less sure and all the yee-hawing <laughs> he got there's a lot of energy in, in rance howard's uh performance but there really couldn't be a lot of, yeah. a lot of tender smiling <laughs> sure. You know? sure you know other than the main you know the fonda of it all not, none of the acting was like atrocious yeah it was sure. serviceable even some like that one war sequence that felt directed by someone else there mm-hmm. was like the vietnam sequence yeah, yeah. There was like stuff in the movie that kind of worked, mm-hmm. but then the fondest guy stuff didn't. Wyatt or whatever, Morgan, Morgan doesn't matter. Yeah, that didn't really work. But then he went away, and again we got all these war flashbacks, and then we got tired of those. But then when you go back to the other guy, you're like, oh, lech. right, 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 never mind. Yeah, I guess I just wanted it to feel like it was. I wanted it to either be worse. Well, worse or better, obviously. But <laughs> if it was not going to be either of those, at least be more like Easy Rider. Right. If it could. Well, that's a real hard thing to ask of someone who thinks they nailed it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's weird how not close they got. Well, cl- clearly, they the movie presents itself as though it nailed it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. weird how... Because f- obviously, that's a hard target to hit. Whatever you think of that movie, it's hard to like get into that same zone, but not even close. You could try harder. <laughs> you yeah, could you try. Could, Thematically, they miss closer. it 100% though. Like, yeah. Just yeah. like, not even like, I mean, the characters are there, I guess, you know, but like they didn't even get <laughs> the movie, I feel like. Like a Easy Rider, they didn't get it. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, I can't say I really got it, but I at yeah. least to some degree saw where they were coming from. And I think it's like. The guys who watch The Matrix are like the guys who watch a fight club and they want to start their own fight club. Yes. It's like, you missed the point of the fucking movie, dude. Yes. And this guy like missed the point of the fucking movie, but then sued to get the rights to that movie and made his own version of it, too. Used all which his is own money. insane. Yeah. yeah. Man, oh, man. But then like literally at one point in the movie, he just like splinters off and he goes to, what is it? The Salton Sea. Salton the Salton Sea. sea. Yeah. And there's this voiceover where he's like, like <laughs> oh, to yeah. America the Brave. Yeah. America the Beautiful. America yeah. the Beautiful. <laughs> and he's just thinking to himself, we need to take better care of the planet, which yeah. is a sentiment I agree with. But it just seems like this whole movie just felt like talking to someone who couldn't keep their train of thought and they're just starting a new conversation. Well, and it's not a sentiment from Easy Rider. Right. As much as they might promote peace and love on some level. I don't think Nothing Easy Rider's anti-Earth. No. Earth. But they weren't, they didn't bring it up. No. No one really thinking about it. They the didn't time. bring up yeah. Jackie Robinson a weird number of times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. There was a couple uh, racial things they hit on in Easy Rider, but I thought that those were done with a little bit more of a delicate and perhaps, perhaps pointed hand like as what? opposed like to- what? Well, there's a line that's like, hmm. it's something about how, like, if you're a white man, you can. Oh, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Yeah. Says he can get them out of jail. Like, as long right. as who they killed wasn't white. Oh. Right. Right. Which I, do, was, I definitely is like. I couldn't tell which 
what he was saying, and I couldn't tell if he was like, you know, because America, or if he was like, am I right, white brothers? Yeah. Because that character... Well, he might... I, I felt like his position might have been a little more nefarious, but I definitely felt like in terms of the way it was brought up in the movie, it was supposed to be a uh, a thumbs down. Right. At least. A statement, like a commentary on yeah. the... And then the other moment is Dennis Hopper looking like he wants to kill a black guy, so that's not great. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah in that's, New Orleans. It's that's, like he's got his hand on his arm. I would have loved, yeah. like, I'd love to know the story behind that, because obviously that's just a near altercation he got in with someone. And I'm inclined to think that Dennis Hopper is absolutely at fault. Yo, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we'll accidentally talk about the movies a little bit more uh, yeah. later. But first thing I'll ask to gear, get us toward the pitches is, should this movie, Easy Rider, have a sequel? No. Nah. No. 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 Yeah. I mean, literally everyone's dead. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, so I was going to get yeah. into kind of like the the golden formula of like what I think makes a bad, a good bad movie. Sure. Which I think this is. I mean, I will. What what it did have going for it was the the songs were fucking hilarious. Yes. Like every single one of them was clearly a rip off of another band, but it was like just a step above stock music. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they like went out and sought it or whatever, but like they were all like very bad rip offs of the music. And they, that was one thing they still tried to do was like the road thing, but like they had shitty cameras and like, I, Terrible I think, I think I called the helicopter like a hot air balloon at once just cause it was so floaty and it was like really poorly shot, but they tried to like do the road movie vibe uh-huh. and that was hilarious mm. like that part a plus 100 <laughs> percent. i guess this movie looked like he everything he meant to do he got to do right like you said it was very ambitious yeah like and all the war scenes are relatively well shot like obviously they're low budget and they're shot yeah. in like the california desert or something like that but, but they do a good it's weird to say it comes out weird, but they do a good job of hiding their budget. Yeah, they, 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 they were competent enough that there's not enough to laugh at the. Yeah, you can't laugh at mediocrity like it's just kind of like, OK, it was convincing war stuff. I knew what was going on. You right. know what I mean, yeah. like it was I could tell oh, that I it was budget. But okay. they did a good job with what they had. What like, yeah, with, when you do watch a Neil Breen movie, like he, he'll shoot something in this vast wide shot. That he has no business doing it and try to make this epic thing. And it's just a bunch of terrible CG just plastered all over mm. the entire frame of him. And it just looks ridiculous because he's like, he's reaching outside his technical means. Mm. Mm. See, it sounds like you've watched a lot more of this kind of stuff than I have. Because I was going to say one of the redeeming things this movie does have is I think it's a pretty good time to sit around and, you know, do chuckle show at. You just want to sit around and watch. Uh, it's baffling enough that like while you do get bored, something new and confusing kind of happens every 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. The difference being that like this one, you're asking a question at least once a scene. Yeah. To to your friend. Like, why would they do that? Why does it look like that? Blah, blah, blah. Who is that character? Is that supposed to be? What's his face? And occasionally. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Why is it a wide? Why isn't it a wide? You know, those kinds of questions. Why are these hippies protesting at this guy's, front lawn why is this a pro-war movie for some reason but the audacity of it is not such that you are laughing out loud right you can do with others like i'll give an example in getavan when they have the satan worshippers scene Mm. there there's like Mm. a terrible 
setting where there's like it's it's a low budget set where there's like some pews and stuff and they're sacrificing a baby and but they just all they're chanting is we love you satan uh and so like the priest will say we love you satan and then the followers will be like we love you satan it's just it's so ridiculous that like so little research was done into mm. yeah. the bad like satan worshiping people that are that are eating babies or whatever it's just like the Tom effort Hanks's the lack of effort in the burbs to yeah. get a little bit more complex. Clearly, he was trying to be complex with this. Yeah. He was trying and thought that he was apparently the chosen one to continue Easy Rider 43 years later. You know what? I will give it to him. This was complex. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I was yeah. thoroughly confused. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll agree with that. And because that's, it, the, yeah, that's the problem. It's too complex. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard to make fun of something if you're trying to figure out what's going on. I'll time. even... Well, and as far as just enjoying the low budget stuff, like none of what happened in this was as enjoyable or like slapping your face crazy as like even that shot in look what's happened to Rosemary's baby, where it's just the two of them running off and going, hey, come to my trailer, where it's like a DVR thing that they clearly like didn't have coverage for, but it wouldn't make any sense without it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like they're they're scrambling to cover their tracks. Sure. Clearly, they took their time with this for as little time as they had Rance Howard, uh, beloved household name Rance Howard. Um, I'll give you one day on the porch yeah. and one day at the table, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'll wink three times. You can use them all in one take. Yeah. <laughs> That's true because there's that take where he stumbles up to his feet to salute uh, old what's his name. And like yeah. the camera couldn't even find him. They're yeah. like, Lance said one take. Yeah. He's not sitting back down. He's going to the trailer. But <laughs> what's his name being Wild Bill Hickok? That's Wild a, Bill Hickok. That's how they named that character. The naming in this movie was kind of funny. Like um, West Coast. Oh, I did like West Coast. I mean, the girl's name is uh, Shane. Shane, which is even more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're always mentioning a character who we never get to see. The third brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we do see him in the past, but they're constantly listing everybody in the family's names. And you're constantly asking, wait, who's that one? Who's this one? Who's... And there's so many flashbacks, you have to keep track of like five a, a extra force, actors. Yeah. And they all yeah. just look like a white guy. Yeah. yeah. And all the wars look very similar yeah. as well. That wasn't helpful. I think they're all named after cowboys. Well, that's yeah. that's a thing from carryover from Easy Rider. Oh, is it? That's You know what? It, you're, that's credit where credit's due. Because that was like, yeah, that's like a known thing is that they, they saw themselves in writing the movie as cowboys, as yeah, you yeah. so astutely mm -hmm. put it, mm -hmm. and uh, were named after Wyatt. Herb and Billy the Kid. Oh, yeah, so, sure. Yeah. I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about what Phil Pitzer looks like in this movie. He does look like Peter Fonda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of. In a toxic Avenger sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they both got like big foreheads. Oh, no. If you look at this picture of Peter hair. Fonda older, though. The fact that his age was of such oh, yeah, okay. question right. in the All movie. Because right. when this movie takes place was a question at first. Then it was a question of how old is this person supposed to be versus how old was Wyatt supposed to be. Right. Was his hair dyed that color because he's insecure or because I'm meant to believe he is 35? Right. And this is 1992. Yeah. The character shouldn't be dyeing his hair as far as I can tell. Like, right. I think we're supposed to read it as he's just jet black forever. Because <laughs> that's how cool he is. That yeah. works. Yeah. And it is like a box dye. Like yeah. Job. yeah. Like very shiny, weird. Like the roots are kind of brown. Yeah. 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 Because it's gray. 
<laughs> yeah, as it should be for uh, how, and it would, however no old that say character's boo. supposed to right. be. He's supposed to have gray hair, like right. not just he, black. That's just he really. It it's not like he's a bad looking guy. Well, you, you want to dunk on him because of the nature of the movie and his character and, and his life. performance. A yeah. better hairstyle yeah. would be more fetching on him. Yeah, the hairstyle was very like swept back, <laughs> bob, silky, bouncy, mm-hmm. cut in a, a straight line. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look good. Let's get into these pitches, guys. Let's see what we have. I am, uh, I'm a lot, a little more worried about mine because I think we're all pretty nervous about yeah. it. Yeah. Lauren yeah. actually has been I'll generating go, a I'll lot of confidence. First. All right. Oh, I don't have a whole lot. Here's the first of the day, fellas. I am once again doing a reboot. Um, you know, made today, but still set in the '60s. Mm-hmm. So basically. It's all the good parts of Easy Rider because, like, I like the first act where they were just like, kind of just being chill and like going around and like complimenting people, you know, like, oh, like, oh, this is a lovely house you have. Like, congrats on your life. Thank you for the food. Um, sort of more of that and less of the weird conservative victim playing stuff. Mm. So just them like riding around, like getting into fun shenanigans instead of like weird stuff. There can still be drugs and acid trips. Mm. My biggest thing is like I would recast um, the roles. Mm-hmm. This is what she's been hyping all night. Yeah. A lot rides on these. So playing the role of um, Wyatt, Peter Fonda's character, I have Joe Keery oh, from sure. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. That guy. Uh, yes, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Um, and I actually had this cast like right away and I came back to it and I was like, this is good. For Billy, I have Zach Efron. Oh, okay. He can do it. And their That's ages a, are appropriate. I think Zach Efron can do anything these days. It's true. Actually, like, not even joking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's proved himself. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I got. Like, just like fun stuff, like wholesome Americana instead of toxic Americana. Hmm. Can we, uh, I feel like we should ugly them up a little bit, though. Oh, they would be. Like, they look like similar. No like, offense get, to like, the Fonda and uh, Hopper estates. Like, you know. Mm. Zach would have um, the handlebar must- mustache and like the long hair and oh, stuff. Oh, that'll ugly him right up. Yeah. Um, Shave a third of Joe Q's head. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's got a lot of forehead. Yeah. I think like oh. just in the right costumes and they, they do great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds uh, almost like a comedy. Uh, I don't want it to be a comedy. Like I didn't, I, I wanted to avoid like the wild hogs like thing. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't. <laughs> because Wait till you hear Paul's pitch. Because <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> uh, Zach Efron can do serious. Sure, I agree. And I guess so it, can Joe Carey. Yeah. yeah. But you, you, you don't want the heaviness. or I want, I, I don't mind the heaviness. I just don't want the tox, toxicity. Well, if it, okay. Interesting. Okay. It's a good cast for that then. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> unproblematic faves i think <laughs> hmm. so far yeah we'll, we'll see <laughs> you hear that boys uh all right who who's next i'll go next what's the matter don't you like me um so i kind of wanted to do a more like following in the philosophy of this movie mm-hmm. so my movie easy rider well i'll tell you the title at the end um but this movie starts with the ending of Easy Rider, and then it does that like wub 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 flashy edity thing, and it's just the next scene, mm. and they're just having Easy ridden a little bit down the road, and that death sequence was just the same as the Mardi Gras sequence. It's like whatever. 
Like their acid trip continued? Why not, right? Maybe you can even have the girls be there again in this new scene. Mm. Um, Because what I'd like to see is sort of like they kind of set up a little bit of something with them buying the drugs at first. And then Dennis Hopper's like, we're rich, we did it. And Fonda's like, no, we blew it. And then they're like, we're going to Florida to retire. And I'm like, if you say so, man. I don't really know what's happening, though. Mm -hmm. But I would just continue their drive down to Florida. Mm. And... Because what, like, kind of what Lauren was saying, what I liked about the movie was seeing what how America was changing through the lens of these two dudes, one getting hot and one acting cold, you know, being chill more than cold, cool, rather. Hmm. So seeing those two characters to completion get to Florida and then do something like a bittersweet ending of, like, Fonda chills there and puts down roots and hopper's like we got to keep going man we got to like drive you know get on this boat to mexico or whatever and he's like take the bike mm-hmm. knowing the money's in there knowing hopper's gonna blow through it because of what the uh you know the hippie guy said your time's coming time's running out and he's choosing florida to kind of like stop and chill um so it would just you know just sort of that what's it called it's just called easy rider 2 i thought i could sure. think of a better title while i was going easy rider uh, Hmm. Hers is going to be Easy Rider-er. No. Her Zac Efron comedy. Yeah. yeah. And- it's not a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, quick side note. What does he mean they blew it? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I have a fun fact about that scene. It was the last scene they shot. They had already had their rap party because they thought they were done. Uh, and then they realized they hadn't shot that scene. Before the rap party, the motorcycles were stolen. So that is why they're not in that scene. I think what he means by we blew it is they're they know that they are not going to be or he knows that they that their way is not at least in their lifetime going to be the way of the future. They like they haven't changed anything. They the hippie, the, hmm. the oh, next they, generation. I they, see. The, the world is still a cesspool or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I buy yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also forgot to talk about other sequels. There was a, I'm guessing this was a variety article that came out, but I'm guessing it was a joke because it was supposed to be directed by the same director as Freddie Got Fingered, that there was this sequel that was going to come that was about Wyatt having survived the shotgun blast um, and then being arrested for the murder of George Hansen. Mm. Uh, and then it being about him getting out of jail after spending most of his life in jail and then hitting the road again. Uh, hmm. um, from the director of Freddy Got Finger. From the director I, of Freddy Got Masterpiece. Think, yeah. I think I remember they were going to do Zac Efron in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think hey, I did just as that. his new Why friend. Why are you bullying my sequel? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a reboot. Yeah. My reboot, yeah. <laughs> Dramatic reboot. Yeah. I also forgot about my fun facts, but I'll pepper one in and then... And then well, are they fun? And then I'll go. Sure. Oh, I'll okay, go. right. Okay, Nick is going to... He's going to finish this Yeah, off. I definitely, I've got a trump card, believe me. Okay. So I definitely <laughs> want to go last. Because of the squirreliness of the modified bike ridden by Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson, who was on the back, squeezed his knees on Fonda's side to balance himself and broke one of Fonda's ribs wow. during filming. Um, and real quick, just because this one's fast, not so fun fact necessarily, favorite film of Charles Manson. Uh, not surprising no well when was the last time america (laughs) when was the last time they asked him true yeah it might have changed (laughs) might be freddie got fingered right yeah if it was around the arrest i'm sure it was easy rider but maybe now it's that new planet of the apes it's la la land he's dead now i think Mm. is he Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
I hope I hope I'm right about that. I've been wrong about a lot this episode. Okay. Just the name of one of the main three characters. Yeah. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper's age. Yeah. Um, so my sequel. What are you talking, man? After being shot to death off his motorcycle, Wyatt finds himself a spectral presence able to wander freely back through time, observe events of his own life, mostly those seen in Easy Rider, and even occupy his own body in the past in order to change things. In the first act, he's convinced by a vision that the key to setting things right is choosing a different moment to take the LSD given to him by Jesus. So Mm. he pockets it at the graveyard, moves with it further back in time, settling on taking it around the campfire with Billy and I have Bob, of course, but George (laughs) Hansen. Uh, we then watch the storyline move forward from there, from that reality after watching an LSD sequence featuring Jack Nicholson and, uh, they're killed again. Why it goes further back. He observed things he's never seen before because he wasn't paying attention to them in life, such as the resentment that is mixed in with the love Billy feels toward him. He talks to Billy through himself. I'm picturing Peter Fonda spectral just kind of sits down into himself and then takes over, uh, letting him know how much he values him. This puts Billy in a mindset where he's too ready to sacrifice himself in Wyatt's defense, gets him killed even sooner. They keep keep dying. Wyatt goes back to when they met. When he, Wyatt, saved Billy by taking down, talking down some folks ready to attack him. He considers walking away, wondering if he'll ultimately doom Billy by befriending him, but can't bring himself not to step in and starts their friendship all over again. So we just get to see that. Then he goes back to his childhood. We see what that was like. Every when he goes, his chopper is there somewhere waiting for him, calling to him, but he avoids it, always choosing to walk. In the end, when he's seen enough to satisfy him that doing things differently or being somebody else wouldn't have changed anything, that the sickness in the world would still win out, he climbs back on his chopper and rides off into the unknown. And uh, the title is The Long Road. The Long Road. That's something else, Paul. That's cool. How would you come up with that? Um, Based on what I liked about Easy Rider and its take-no-prisoners experimental approach, I was just like, I could see them coming up with this and being like, yeah, man, we'll just walk back through the movie, like, you know, and then realize it all over again. Because I don't feel like the movie has more to say. Sure. So here's just a way to say it again. Right. Like that was a problem with coming up the seat, which is why I just went like, maybe the ending didn't happen and the movie just continues. Sure. Hmm. I'll do another fun fact before yours just to get it in there. Uh, You don't have to make up excuses to put fun facts into the podcast. If they're fun, we're all... Well, we'll literally, we'll see how this goes. I wrote it down as George this time. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Oh no, I just copy pasted it. Um, oh. Sorry, short lived. George's nick 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 gesture after taking a swig of booze was ad libbed by Jack Nicholson, to no surprise. But it was stolen from a friend of his, nicknamed Red Dog. Wasn't it stolen from the Three Stooges? Yeah, for real. Well, maybe Red Dog. Yeah, took, but Red Dog would do it after taking a drink of booze. But so did the Three Stooges. Oh, they did? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Jack Nicholson's yeah. never watched Three Stooges. Well, yeah, he credits Red Dog, not I'm Mary not crazy, Curly. Right? No, 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 you're I right. I like, yeah. okay. thing. I was that's, like, that's just like... That's like telling someone a well-known knock-knock really? joke and being like, that's just a little bit I do. Sure, thing. sure, yeah. yeah. Boomer hmm. stuff. They do the armpit thing? Okay. Well, yeah, the whole... Fun. See, this I mean, is why Jack I preface Nicholson, the fun facts. Yeah. They might not work out. I was fun. It was Jack. still fun. It's yeah. fun that someone took credit for a Three Stooges bit and convinced Jack Nicholson that they made it up. Red dog. Red dog, you dog. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Sounds like an annoying guy. For real, yeah, yeah. Every time he drinks, <laughs> he's a lot. Yeah. Probably always drinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of this episode, sponsored by Jim, Jim Beam. Bourbon. By the way, in my opinion, especially for as big of a boozer as he is, his reaction's way too big. He yeah. should be used to it by now. That's All true. of the reactions when they take a drink are like, oh, yeah. Oh. Is there any trivia like about? why Jack Nicholson just says swamp. Because I can't help but think that it's racist somehow, considering the context of that whole speech. But why does he just say swamp? It's like right before he rolls over and goes to bed. Yeah. He says UFO speech scene the campfire yeah like scene. he he like does the, the he takes a drink and does the thing again and he just says swamp in some kind of like get it sort of way like a pointed like hmm. Hmm. <laughs> i don't have an answer for you i do okay. think that there's an implication that that character has some um uh questionable moral tendencies sure absolutely um, but uh I also had a lot of trouble hearing the movie. I felt like the difference, the stark difference in terms of captions. Yeah. um, Kim is anti. So, well, after she went to bed, I did pop them on. But (laughs) I don't like watching movies. I stopped watching the movie. I'm watching the captions. So I I agree with Kim. But the the stark difference in sound between the music sequences and the dialogue sequences was huge, in my opinion, to the point that. We turned it up so loud to be able to hear the dialogue that our neighbor came over and uh, after the Born to be Wild opening and was like, my bedroom's on the other side of that wall, just FYI. So. <laughs> now you're trying to relive your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm so sorry. We've put it off long enough, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's out. close it out with this yeah. goal. I've got an idea. Let's go outside. Uh, okay. So, glad that you brought up the UFO speech. So, as you know... Um, George in contact with the Venusians, obviously. So while he was killed by these bats, he was abandoned at the property. The Venusians, they were watching over him. They came down, they collected him, they fixed him up, they transported him to New Orleans. Um, but he's there now with this knowledge of the, the good weed being the pinnacle to enlightenment and knowledge. So. In New Orleans now, he's able to attain his uh, his uh, ambitions of, of government. He becomes the mayor of the city. He appoints a tribe of um, uh, voodoo priestesses as his kind of council. They're able to reanimate the corpses of Wyatt and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the obliterated corpses. Yeah, obliterated. Yeah, they put them back together. Yeah. It's voodoo, oh, okay. Paul. Sure, 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 okay? Sure. Sorry, 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 sorry. Right. Yeah. And then through the just... Uh, promotion of marijuana um the entire town is able to enlighten themselves to a higher point of existence maintain contact with the venusians and eventually ascend to the higher plane and go to their planet to live in utopia and so it would be easy rider Two: the ride to venus Mm. and this was written from the perspective of somebody who would write a sequel to easy rider in the 70s by the way that was my Mm. where i would go with Mm. it yeah well obviously i like Venusians. Venusian going to yeah. space. And yeah. undead. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's the best I got, though. Better than so, ghosts. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that I... Well, well, yeah. I thought that I had remembered hearing... And I don't. I couldn't find this anywhere, but I thought that I remember hearing that Dennis Hopper threatened to, that the, an Easy right. Rider sequel 
you know, many, many years later, like 2012 or something right around when this came out, um, that was one they'd always had in mind about the two of them driving through hell. Oh, um, that's cool. After. Yeah. Easy Rider God. 2, Highway to Hell. That's Yeah. Fuck. Ooh, yeah. best Shoot. title too. Boom. I wish I'd thought of that. That's so good. Just um, them in hell doing their dumb shit in hell. Highway to Hell. I'm I'm curious about how the rights to the movie's sequel went up for grabs somehow. Because, I mean, like, there's, like, situations of that happening, like Night of the Living Dead. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they just never copyrighted the film. Um, yeah. Clearly, this film was copyrighted and marketed and everything. Yeah. So and, you know, copyright extends 50 years past the life of the author. You know, there's there's no way these should have just been up for grabs. So I'm, cu- I'm curious how he was able to sue and get the rights to make the sequel. Yeah, I'd have to look into that further. Maybe he's just that damn good. <laughs> he's he's a lawyer. <laughs> maybe he did see a loophole. Like maybe he was familiar with the Natalie Dead thing and he was like, they did a similar fuck up or something. I don't know. Like, But I'd be curious to, to know exactly how that whole debacle happened. Maybe the knowledge that there's this turmoil of who actually wrote it you know what I mean? Maybe that factored in somewhere. Like the rights maybe were sure, the sort story of, rights. Yeah. Were were sort of up in the air somewhere, not not nailed down to the point that Dennis Hopper was fighting about it till he died. Um Well, if we can ever that. think of an occasion that gives reason to research this, I think we should <laughs> you know, look I into thought it. I had enough. I was wrong. Uh but we're not doing this again. So <laughs> Uh, I guess let's get into Unsung Heroes. Hit it, Paul Jr. Unsung Heroes! Uh, my Unsung Hero was the, uh, super, super helpful biker bartender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is an Easy Rider 2. Yeah, Easy Rider 2. I do the have one for back. one as well. Oh, okay. For one, it's the, um, the goat dog at the uh, hippie colony. Mm. Like the lady's like, hang on a second. And she goes up to the goat. She's like, what What did you eat? Like, you know, like a oh, dog. Yeah. Be like, what do you have in your mouth? I like the goat. So. Yeah, it's a good goat. Yeah. But yeah, going back to that bartender, uh, he's the guy, well, there's a rape subplot very quick. Hell yeah, yeah. right. Uh, involves God. one of uh, the Williams brothers killing, the one we never meet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, killing the rapist later. But the bartender who gives up where the rapist is, uh, played by Bud Runkle. Love this guy. Bud Had to write Runkle. it down. That's a great That's, name. Yeah, right? we found it in the credits because I was like, I gotta find out who that guy was. His delivery of everything is like, "Yep, he's right over there." <laughs> what do you have? Want me to get? Want me to talk to him for you? Yeah. What can I get you? Hey, there's a guy looking for you. He's right over there. Like, it was like, yeah, I know I'm what he doing drives. More of like a, <laughs> he was so helpful. Like old no, timey radio voice for him. No anonymity just, at all. Yeah, it was perfect. Social security number? Yeah, I had it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, excellent poll. Yeah. Well, I, I briefly mentioned it, but I think that the, the unsung heroes of the sequel were the musicians that composed the, uh, <laughs> the song, this, the, the, yeah, the, the various ripoffs of the other songs there. The lyrics are so on the nose that mm. it's just like the movie is worth watching just to listen to the lyrics of the songs and the, the very like basic rhyming schemes they follow. It is amazing. It's basically just like riding down the highway. Yeah. Yeah. It's as expositional as the movie. (laughs) Yeah. At around the first ride with West Coast, the lyric is literally West Coast. Yeah. yeah. And also you could watch those scenes and skip most of the movie as we've discussed. Like you don't have to watch the whole movie to get the juice from the 
from these grapes. It is weird that in the second movie, rather than spend extra money on making sure you're getting good music to your <laughs> easy writer key. sequel, you would spend vast amounts of money on recreating multiple wars. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is not at all necessary or asked for. That was like the only part of the plot. That was the whole plot. There'd be no movie if you didn't have those. But I think at that point in the script writing process is when you step back and go, do we really need to do this? Yeah. Do we have a movie? <laughs> like, if you just have war stuff, stop calling it Easy Rider. Write your new movie, War yeah. Flashback. I thought they nailed it, so. Mm. Well, hey, we paid for it, so who's yeah. the sucker? We got our three ninety nine. Yeah. But I didn't, like, splurge an extra dollar for what HD. You, what are you doing over there? Yeah, what podcast do you think you're recording Oh, for? that was an SD? That's yeah. why it looks so bad. You, why would you buy the HD version? You, you got the SD? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think I was joking when I said might as well get the HD? Oh, so it was two ninety nine. I don't think that's why I looked bad. Probably looked beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were subjected to the SD version. HD has all the expensive that songs. Must be it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. My unsung hero for the first movie is the Ben Franklin that they drive past because mm-hmm. I forgot that store existed. I missed it. I, well, yeah, yeah. They're in a town. They drive past Ben Franklin, and that Aww. just brought me back to childhood because I was like, oh yeah, like penny candy. Aww. <laughs> I don't know what else Ben Franklin had. That was all I ever used it for. They had everything. Yeah. Is, is like Ben a, Franklin the name of a store? Yeah. yeah it's like a oh. what, like a Walgreens type of place. They had yeah. one uh, right down the street from Webster. Do y'all remember that? CVS, Friday, sure. yeah. whatever he's yeah. around. So like more bodega but like yeah. not bodega I guess like old timey bodega. You know. So not not like a guy dressed like Ben Franklin. No, <laughs> no. The the uh, logo was Ben Franklin, and then in the middle a silhouette of his head. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool okay. store. You would have loved it. Yeah. R.I.P. to the man in the store. <laughs> um. So my unsung here for the second one, and this is the scene I wanted to talk about, was that one year earlier flashback Cody who is the son of Shane's shitty rich husband. <laughs> All we know about him is he's shitty. Uh, we get two scenes He doesn't scenes want with his him. son to go to war. He doesn't want anybody to be happy. He just wants to slurp his scotch <laughs> or whatever. But the fa- that actor who plays his son, he's not in any other scene in the movie. I don't even know if he's mentioned another scene in the movie. That actor is like trying to yell back at his dad. At the same time that Shane is screaming at him, you leave him alone, it's his choice to make. It made me assume that that actor wasn't in the script and then they brought him that day and we're just like, she's going to say her lines, you just, you know, you try. naturally. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you try to get in there, mix it up. She's not going to let you, but, you know, see if you can say a couple of lines. We'll keep them in. You never see a scene like that. Yeah, because now that you mention it, those hippies I mentioned earlier who were like, just at his house protesting as he was burning his draft papers. Oh, yeah. They went so out of their way to not show their faces uh-huh. that I thought, like, so if I can't see their faces, that must mean I'll know what their faces are. So these must be other actors in the scene. Did you guys just think of this as you were rolling? You were like, you know, it would make this great. But then did you, in the middle of this farmhouse of nowhere, go drive out to get, like, hippie clothes for the crew? Or was it dressed like a hippie day? I don't even know. I mean, other than him, I didn't couldn't see what even they were wearing. I just saw big wigs, right? Uh, of different and a really, styles, really bad mustache. That mustache on the dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 That mustache. Party was City. Mustache. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a solid. That's the best one. It was, it's in the yeah Party City and that like mustache of the week pack you can buy. Yeah, it's like yeah. Wednesday. Literally, the mustache in this scene. You could like, like see the tape almost, like yeah, yeah. silk on. glued yeah. on, and there's a lot of it from the side. Yeah, and yeah. the edges are peeling up. Yeah, yeah. At least flattering Very angle. Straight. 
Well, and also they had that character didn't have a mustache for any scene until the funeral where he didn't mm. say anything, which they seemed to only give him probably because like you said, they all just look like white guys with the same haircut. I, I don't even so know who like, that character was. And as Nick said, that's how you know that's the dad. He's oldest. So he's right. Mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that they kept it for that next scene was a uh, bold choice. We did it, guys. We watched it. We lo- I, don't, I don't regret it. No. It was a fun watch. Oh, we didn't vote. We did not vote. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're going to, as always, use the Gartner method of voting. He suggested this on the Room episode, and it's what we've stuck with ever since, because it makes sense, yeah. unlike what we used to do. Mm-hmm. So the way this works is everybody votes for one that is not their own, and we see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with Lauren. Because you went first. Oh, with my vote? Your vote, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, I vote for Paul. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Travis? I also vote for Paul. Whoa! It's very quantum leapy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Slash butterfly effecty. Stop. No. You stop. <laughs> I, Travis, I thought you were a shoo-in for Nick. Because uh, of space? <laughs> and, yeah. Ghosts, other, though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ghost Trump space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as shocked as you are. Um, I'll go Nick. Yeah. Huh. It, it sounds like a, it sounds like that, a, a hypnotic <laughs> fever dream. I yeah. almost went Travis. It was what I was yeah. expecting that, to be <laughs> to some degree, actually. Like that was, that was what I was anticipating until you told me when it was made. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they made the sequel in 2016. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then that went out the window, but I was like, but this is what it could have been. Um, but that said, I actually I'm voting for Paul as well because I think that was like a better uh, take on what I was like kind of leaning towards. Hey, we did it, man! We did it! We did it! <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting, uh, earnest kind of exploration of what the first movie was doing. Thanks. Well, um, with the fun new spiritual, you know, spirit yeah. twist. Yeah, and then yeah. you get that Bacula angle, our Kutcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> two greats <Yeah. laughs> i was expecting more ripping on the movies with these pitches given that 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 was why i was so worried about mine because mine was like a as if well, i loved it you know well, I, mine's basically be like i would make this movie right. again but good yeah i did <laughs> I, good I, I my initial pitch i did want to try and give it the old college try mm. out of respect for all the work you do and when I landed on that, like editing, blah 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 blah, and just like reset and pretend I didn't die, I was like, "That's a good enough thing sure. that I can go." Because my original pitch was we were just going to follow the two farmers in the truck, and it was going to be called Hard Drive, and they were just going to go around <laughs> yeah. blasting everyone else we met in the movie across the country. That's probably in the other two hours that got cut. Yeah, all I know, well, it's late to say this, but all I know that was cut was them being stunt motorcyclers at the beginning oh see now i couldn't tell because he said he was captain america and billy and they performed affairs all over and then he says something like that again later the first time i couldn't tell if he was like trying to slick talk his way out of jail jail yeah Yeah. as like country musicians so it was earnest which is why i think as clearly this guy being easy writer fan he brought it up in the second one that's that's Uh, interesting as part of their thing a lot of stuff (laughs) in that second one now but maybe we can all agree that the true best sequel uh, would have been the Easy Rider 2, Highway to Hell, mm. uh, uh, and Mr. Hopper, can, the late, great Mr. Hopper, you would have finally gotten your writing credit. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. 
or bad. And I already got yeah. bad and no one was in hell. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, were just in true. like Arizona. I, I was a little. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> ah, nice. Well, thank you uh, very much for doing this, guys. Does anybody have anything they want to plug? Any more, whatever this genre is, uh, recommends that people might not be as aware of? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the classic is is Gedevin, get which is like, that is my bar that, mm-hmm. that you can't be. I, I do love The Room. Uh, and I enjoy it very much, but I, I would say I enjoy Gedevin even more. So if you can, if you can get your hands on that one, I would watch it. Um, the cl- other classics, you, you got, you got the, the Birdemic is amazing. Or mm. It's called Birdemic, but mm. don't, don't search for it with the, the Birdemic is amazing. Um, just absolute failure, technical failure of, uh, beautiful proportions. And some of Neil Breen's earlier work is also gold. If you just go to YouTube and search Neil Breen suicide scene, and you will find cinematic perfection mm. in the garage of what I assume is his own house uh, for a, a scene in one of his early films. Later stuff got a little preachy, but early stuff, comedy gold. Uh, you know, The Hotel. We're now on Bloody Disgusting. Uh, if you like horror, uh, this is that. So listen. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Was that not clear? <laughs> well, Bloody Disgusting, I guess people know what that well, is. Well, it's also just yeah. a website, though. It's a podcast. It's a horror podcast. Yeah. Um. I'm on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, if uh, so, the first and third uh, Wednesday of the month, uh, there's street cleaning on my street. So if someone wants to move my car, uh, so I don't have to at eight o'clock in the morning, that would be great. Hmm. I think they need more information. We'll figure it out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just look up uh, Nick Jane Fonda Garter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just Jane Fonda. You know, that's what I'm mostly known by. On the next follow-up showdown, we find ourselves at 1935's The Bride of Frankenstein. And our guest tonight, Kelly McDevitt. Uh, Young people don't like old stuff. but They only like old stuff. What I'm saying is I don't know what kids are about now. Go to your room. But, uh... (laughs)